Blog Talk Radio.
back. This your dude, Uncle Leroy. Don't say the Roy without the Lee, and don't say the Junior without the Uncle. Coming back again live on this uh, Monday. But, man, I got my dude, referee, Lewis Brown, who's about to come and give us a little bit in you know, intro information about his background, how he um, – how you got to enjoy refereeing? Because, hey, that's a, a lot of look-a-hooing and running around. I think I'm too tired. I get tired watching those guys on the field. But that is a crazy and very critical position in, in the league of sports, period. So big ups to his insight and to him wanting to start this show. What up, what up, what up, Lewis? What's happening? What's happening? Oh, man, I'm just cooling, just cooling. How's it going on your end? Getting ready for the season. You know, this is our first week coming up, so a lot of anticipation, ready to start it. So, um, you know, just want to give you all a background. Most of y'all know who I am as a person, but as far as what got me into being a referee, you know, I always like sports. Then you get to that point where you know you're not going to be in sports. You didn't pass that time, your time passed, but you want to figure out something to do. So um, I met this guy. Um, told him he was a referee. I told him I could do that because I knew the rules just like everybody else. But then when you get there and you start doing it, you realize you don't know the rules. Um, <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I gave it a shot, you know, and you start, you start, they start breaking down rule by rule. Um, got a little overwhelmed. Um, got down there. Everything went so fast, but, you know, I stuck with it. And I mean, 10 years later, and uh, I find myself training new officials, um, still trying to learn the rules. But um, I love it, man. I can't see myself not doing it on a Friday night, Saturday night, <laughs> Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday night. You know, it's a Saturday love. Uh, once, once the fall hit, man, it's, it's full throttle. So you do, uh, I do two games on Tuesdays, two games on Wednesdays. If I don't have a varsity game on Thursday, I'm doing two JV games on Thursdays. A varsity's every Friday, some Saturdays, and varsity is some uh, Thursdays also. So it, 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 you gotta you gotta stay and stay in some sort of shape um, because your only rest day is really Sunday and Monday. Then you still gotta. You have to um, Sundays. We use to watch our videos. Um, yes, yeah, so officials still have film. We have to watch. Um, we different mechanics, different places you got to be in to see different uh, plays. Um, then you also want to watch, at least the good ones do it. I know my crew do it. We'll break down. We'll look at film of the teams we're doing the next week to try to catch tendencies. And, uh, you know, things you may see, you may know is coming before the other team knows it's coming. So, wow. So hold up, like, for- on that note, because I remember when you came out here to the Dallas, uh, to DFW Metroplex, and you had to get to the stadium early to even before that, like the week leading to the game, you was telling me how you was watching film on one of the local schools that was playing here. So right. what are some of the advantages of that? Like, you know, cause you said to watch the tendencies, like the tendencies of, of what though? So it's seven of us on the field. Um, we know um, we have certain things we look at, certain people we look at before the play, once the plays start, then you switch into something else. So by you watching film of some of the things they do, you can see certain formations. And, we, we, you know, we screenshot those formations 
and then we all point out who would be your man, who's your responsibility before the play, who's your responsibility before the play, different things like that. Then we see the plays. We can see if they run a lot of crossing routes once we have our meeting. Um, you know, we could just go over the, the mechanics and rules of that, making sure we all in the right place, make sure we getting covered the um you know, the main parts of the different plays where fouls may happen. You also could see on video where some teams may be more physical. You could see physical wide receivers. Um, you can have a lineman that's more physical. Things you may know you need to pay attention to in the game. Some of those things, you know, you you talk to them before the game. You know, you it's just you just got to be prepared. It's not about just going out there and checking us, you know, if you see a file, you throw it. If you if you do that, you won't be prepared. You won't be doing it long because we do get graded after every game. We have we have advised uh, people, officials that look at us at the games, coaches rate us, and sometimes we get surprised people that rate us. So you you never when you on there, man, you on stage, you got to be prepared. So, but it's fun. It seems like a lot, but it's fun. Yeah, it sounds like it. So, but my question, my next question is: So, what is the like when I look on the field and I see some of the referees? It looks like a scrabble game. What is <clears throat> like? I see an S. I see a um, on the back of their jerseys, or on the back of their shirt, or whatever, or something like. I see an S. I see a O L. What do all these letters mean? All right, so I'm gonna tell you mine because I'm on a. Uh, you know, we do NCAA rules, and I'm on a high school crew. So you have the R, which is the referee who's the, you know, they, they, you hear people say the referee or the white hat, which is the, the head person of I that particular that. crew. That? So, so the white, white hat, he's, most, he's mainly watching the quarterback. Things happen behind the line of scrimmage. Um, once we have a penalty, um, we, we have mics. So we relate a penalty to him. He's the one that announced it. That's his job. Um, if, if there's a problem with calls and stuff, that's the person the coaches ultimately go and you know and speak with. So then you have your line judge and your head linesman, who's going to be on opposite sides of the field, but they're always going to be on the line of scrimmage. Wherever the line of scrimmage is, that's where they're at. Um, they're looking for um, before the play. They're looking for the person, the endless person to the line. So they're looking at your tight end or um, anything in the backfield. You have a back in the backfield. They're looking at that before the play also. Then you have your umpire, who's in the middle of the field adjacent to the um, the referee. So before the play, he's looking at the the center. The only thing he's looking at before the play, he has to make sure he see the ball. If the, if the center moved the ball a little bit, then he's throwing the flag for moving the ball. As soon as the play is over, then he's looking at the guard, the center, and the two guards for holding, and then helping out on the line for holding. Then you have the back judge who's all the way in the back and he's um, he has the inside receivers before the play. And he's, um, you know, just basically helping out down the field on passes. And then you have the field judge and a side judge, which I'm a, I'm either a field judge or a side judge on my crew. I'm a field judge. And uh, we have the widest person out, the, the widest wide receiver on the outside the field from the beginning of the play all the way to the end of the play, unless he's across the field. And now we're playing our section and seeing if anybody else come down there. So that's the seven positions. So everybody's responsible for something different on the field. Oh, okay, okay. Now, I've all you know when I go to my son's games, you know, I sometimes have to get on a chain game, and there's always this one ref who's art who's fussing at me, talking about move the chains, move the chains, you're not in the right spot. 
who is that guy? What is his position? That's the line judge. So the line judge. No, that's the head linesman. The head linesman's job, one of his main jobs is the chain crew. So that's important because when we're in the heat of the game, you got the clock moving, you got to get the the, uh, the chain set. We can't start a play unless the chain set. So if you have a first down or a long run, it's two things. For one, you can't, they can't move the chains until the head linesman calls them. That's a big thing. Once he calls them, they got to hustle down there because nowadays a lot of these cats, they want to they wanna go fast. They no huddling. They spread offense, but they can't start until the chains are set. That's just, that's just part of the rule. So the quicker the chain, he could get the chain set, then he could go through his pre-snap um, things to check in for the things he needs to check for. So that's probably why he's screaming for y'all to get down there. So he could get, you know, see what's going on before the play, so we could, so we all could communicate. So that is, you know, that's a very important part of the thing. That's why in high school, we use actually officials are on the chain and not parents or anybody else affiliated with the schools. Good. That's a smart move because I was I was about to tell you because one thing I've learned: if you want to piss one of those referees off, either move the the down marker <laughs> before the ball or before he tells you or don't move it, before, you know, when he tells you to. So that leads to my next question. What are like some of the three things, you know, I'm giving you a moment to think this over, but you know, like within your refereeing career, what are some of the three things, you know, either a team, a coach, a player, uh, a fan, a parent, anyone, what are three things you, um, that will piss the referee off? Honestly, I don't get pissed off, and I'm official. I, I, I learned back in my younger days, the refereeing, yeah. But now I've learned the skill that this – I mean, this guy told me this when I first started, and I didn't understand what he's saying. I really do have learned how to block that stuff off. I, I block it out. So it's like I can hear people talking to me, but I don't hear them talking to me. And Man. so it don't, it don't bother me because the minute you start getting – Worrying about what they're saying on the sideline, you're going to miss something. There's so much that go on down there, and you have to communicate with other officials. You're looking at the formations, the way they're setting up. you got to see who your key is before the play, what could happen in the play. If you start worrying about the last – once the play is over, it's over. Once you start getting into mm-hmm. conversations with the coaches on the sideline or with somebody screaming in the in the stands – it's all over. If you worry about what people say in the stands, you you, you can't be a referee because they all dead. It don't matter. Every place somebody's every place somebody's mad at you. It's always the officials' fault because they right. all they know all, they know all the rules. They don't know wow. the rules, but they know all the rules. <laughs> so hey, it, it's just about it's that. just tough. A finish? No, one one thing I do want to say. A lot, I know a lot of cats out there listening. Two things. Two things. One, people, the, the same, it's the same. When you're looking at on the TV or if you're in the stands and you see a, a, a play that should be a penalty and they like to scream out, I can see that from way up here, but you can't see it down there. Well, it, it's, it's, it's pretty much true because you're on a different elevator. So you can see the whole field. Well, when you're down there, nine times out of ten, those cats are bigger than all of us down there. You you have 22 athletic people on that field you watching one specific place so you have you can see the whole field so what you may be looking at we're looking at something totally different and we have a don't have as good of an angle as you do so 
we don't we don't get to see it as everybody perfect. No, nobody's nobody's perfect. NFL officials are not perfect, which is why they have instant replay. We don't have instant replay. Mm-hmm. We see a call, we gotta make the call, we stick with the call. As long as you can explain it and you see it, it's all good. Another one, and I see this a lot in the group, stop using the word bang bang play. There's no such thing in the rules <laughs> as a bang bang play. I don't know who created that. Especially with pass interference. Every time there's pass interference, somebody said, well, he didn't do it on purpose. Oh, it was a bang-bang play. There's no such thing as a bang-bang play. It was a penalty. penalty. So, point blank. So, this is something for y'all to think about this season. <laughs> you got me thinking already because I'm telling you, I am one of them parents like, how you can't see that? What what is wrong with you? you need to put your glasses on? Like, yeah, I I can get animated when it comes down to calls because, you know, it's calls is what make the is what make or break the game. It's either a team can lose because of a bad a bad call, they can win because of a good call. So, you know, Pee Wee is the worst. Huh? Pee Wee is the worst. For high school, you have seven officials, so we we're able to pretty much cover every aspect of the field. We got that down pat. Well, then you get. You get on the peewee level, coaching kids, which they're still learning how to play the game. It's the same amount of people on the field, and then you have three officials. Mm, so you right. have three officials trying to cover 22 ki- kids, not adults, <laughs> not high school people, kids. If we, if you want to get technical with kids, a flag could be thrown on every single play. But that's not helping the kids develop. So – I know when I do, when I'm doing games like that, unless it's a play directly affecting, a, a penalty directly affecting the play, or like a safety penalty where you're blocking somebody in the black or dragging them by the face mask, I take the opportunity. I, I tell a kid what they did and that that's a penalty, and I let the coach know so he could coach the kid. Now, some of them times you get wow. them coaches, you get the coaches who want to be big and bad with you. They don't want to hear that. you cheating. And at that point, we got to cut everybody off. And I show them who Boston let the flag fly. And then they're going to see. Hey, you know, we, can play, we can play it my way or we can play this your way. I'm going to win. So how you how you want to do it? I try to be professional with it, but if you want to go there, I could go there. So. Wow. Hey, and that's what I'm saying because you're the general of the game pretty much. Like, it all relies on, on the referee's shoulder. So with that being said, like, is there a penalty? Is like a penalty or what happens if y'all make a review? So let's say a bad call. So let's say, you know what, we're going to say it's a high school game. And I disagree with the parent, the coach, or anyone outside of the referee in the you know realm. Is there – how can I voice my discontentment with, the, with, with a bad call? Can I bring as it up to the referee association? Sorry? As a coach or as a parent? Both, just you know, just so our calls and our listeners right. can know, you know, I'll be wanting to, I'll be, hey, like I said, I'm very, very vocal. So if I, as a parent, is there a step that I can take to either, you know, um, so you know, voice that I, I disagree with the bad call, or and as a coach, so we got a lot of coaches in our group. So as a parent, this is an easy one. I, unfortunately, the answer is no. As a parent, <laughs> if, if not, not, not listen, I'm, I'm gonna break it down. It, as a parent, if you try to contact the the referee association, um, like in Texas, we use TASO. That's the name of the, all of the Texas officials. You, they won't return your call. You won't get an email back. However, you do it. It's just 
It's a respect thing. So if you are a parent and you have a problem with something happening in the game, the best way to get it resolved is to contact the school, contact the coach or the athletic director. That's the ones who will be, you know, who the state or the referee association will contact regarding certain plays. Coaches do have that ability. I mean, we that's the plays we look at. We we have this one system, the you know, the system that the coaches the coaches have to send their game film to different coaches. Well, we have the access to that same system and they send us the game films also. So there are times mm-hmm. where coaches may have questions about a play that may have happened during the game and they label the you know, every play have a number and they tell us they want us to look at certain numbers or they may if they're real upset they'll send it all the way up to the association or the state and then you know wow. everybody's tagged on it and the play get reviewed. So, you know, coaches have they say so, but um during the game, um, before, you know, we have meetings Head referee and the umpire they meet with the coaches before the game, and one thing they will tell them: if there's a if there's a call, that's a you know blueprint call, and you think it's wrong, I'll stop. I'll, I'll stop if you call me to the sideline. I'll stop the game. If you adamant about it, I will stop the game, stop the clock, and come talk to you about it. But if when we talk about it and you're wrong, then you're gonna get it. We're gonna you're gonna have to use one of your timeouts. If 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 we're wrong, we, we, we if we're wrong, we gonna fix it for you. If it's a judgment call, meaning holding, pass interference, um, you know something like that, then isn't we're not gonna stop. We're not gonna stop the game. We're gonna, you know, I'll come talk to you. But at the day, the next day, about you know, the time the clock stop, I'll come talk to you. But like penalty enforcements, like you don't, you think the ball should have went back. Uh, five yards instead of 10 yards or something <laughs> like that that could easily be fixed before the play. If you add them in the body, we'll come and talk to you. But if we write, you're going to have to use one of your timeouts. And they're an understanding of that before the game starts so it's not a surprise to them. So, oh. you know, there's a little protocol, but for the most part, man, we don't – you don't really get – you get coaches that get start screaming and stuff at us during the game, but it's, it's more of the competitiveness and the heat of the moment. You know, after the game, they'll shake our hands. They send us emails – if they got too carried away, apologizing. So, for the most part, it, part it was, it's a respect level. There's times when we've been wrong on certain calls. When we look at no. the, the game film and we see we wrong, you know, we'll send a coach a message apologizing and you know, blah blah blah, and and it's over with. You know, they respect that. They will respect you if you had tell them, you know, we got the call wrong and it should have been this versus you just ignoring it. Uh, you know, just trying to blow it off and make excuses. Oh, no. It's just a respect level. Wow. So it seems like there's an open line of communication between the team, the coach, the staff, and the referee. So that's good. Yeah, one, but Sorry? I was going to say once Monday hit, like today started, this is the, the countdown. So once that Monday hit, um, our head referee have an open line communication with the head coach. If they have any questions, they could contact him. If we have any questions, we contact him. So it's just a, that's just the way it goes. Cool. Well, that's that's good. I'm I'm a systems guy, and it sounds like there's a pretty good system. But you know, it's not new on the NFL level, but it's 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 steadily matriculating down to the collegiate level, to the high school level, and hopefully it won't make its way to the Pee Wee League. But this whole kneeling doing the anthem, so you know, because out here in Dallas they had a uh, 
they they had made a statement that you know the local schools and the um, associations are preparing for the kids not to you know for the kids for the kids not standing doing the anthem. So is there anything that y'all can do as a referee to prevent that, or how does that go? Now that's 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 totally out of our hands. That's that's up to the two schools, the the school where it happened at. That don't have nothing to do with you know. That don't have nothing to do with us. We don't. That's just so totally out of our jurisdiction. What what are y'all? Is there a requirement for y'all? Like, do you all even address that? Like, how does that work? Do y'all have to stand for the uh, national anthem? I mean, before let me let me break this down. So be, before this whole incident happened, with the players deciding to you know take a knee, it has been a, a, a mechanic, and we call mechanic is different things we do throughout the game, before the game, once we leave the game, that we stood at a certain place on the field. You take your hat off for the national anthem. So it's nothing. It's nothing new. You before the, right, all this hoopla happened, that's that's what we did. Um, be, before this hoopla happened in the NFL and, and other sports, it it, it didn't happen. Um, they didn't really have no rules behind it, which is why you know they just started doing it. You know, to mm-hmm. each his own. Um, you know, if, if if players feel like that's what they need to do, you know, I respect it, but. You know, I I don't I don't do it. As as officials, when we at the game, you know, we want as little attention on us as possible. So, regardless <laughs> of how we feel about the situation, we're not gonna do that. We're not there to get the attention on us. So, we that's that's just out of our hands. So, as a private organization, you know, they sent us a message saying, you know, if we if that's the way we feel, that's the way we feel. But it's our mechanics, but the state. To, to stand up at the national anthem, and there's nothing because it is. There's nothing about them trying to bully us. That's just been a rule since I've been an official and before I've been an official. Officials stood for the national anthem when the players in the NFL was in the locker room years ago. So man, just see my dog. She all passionate about this subject. She trying to get it. Right. She trying to get on the call too. <laughs> I'm trying to shush her. I'm like, shut up, shut up. <laughs> and she's like, hell no, I won't go. But now nah, I finished. I'm sorry. So it's been a it's been a mechanic going on for years. Right. So, so a lot of people didn't realize this, but at one point, um, the NF they did the national anthem in the NFL while the players were still in the locker room. Even when that happened, the officials was on the field. They at a certain place. It's just that's just part of it. So, I mean, it is what it is. I, I mean, I met you know I know a lot of officials. I never met one. That voices opinion about I'm about to go kneel down before the game that they didn't you know that's not the type of attention we want to draw ourselves at the games. Right, exactly. Because I mean, you know, you all are the field general, and you got to, you know, you, you got to do, uh, you got to be a part of the system. So hats right. off to y'all for you know showing that precedence, but. uh Man, we got some uh, more topics coming up, but I done got all tired. I had to go run and chase my damn dog. <laughs> I think I need a break. So, look, we're going to take a quick break. Once again, we got um, Texas ref- high school referee Lewis Brown. You know, we just in here just chilling, getting ready for his show. I'll take a quick break and we be back.
about that? Who's that peeping in the window? It's your dude, Uncle Leroy Jr. I'm eyeballing that PlayStation 4. I'm about to get his ass. <laughs> but uh, this is the dude coming back. Hey, once again, we're getting ready to close this show up. I got referee Lewis hanging out with me. So, um, man, did you hear about uh, – so what you think about that helmet-to-helmet rule that the NFL is enforcing? I think – as, a, as an official, that's 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 a tough that's a tough rule, and I, I read a lot about it because of the um, the dis the displeasure of the wording of the rule from the NFL officials. I'll just put it this way: I'm glad we don't have that rule in college. We already have some crazy rules, but I, I'm glad we don't have that rule, man. That that that's tough. Um, they don't want no part of the helmet to touch no part of the other of the person with the ball or, or anybody. And that's, that's hard. And I think when they worded that, you know, it's all about the, the safety when the NFL is getting sued because of the concussions and the concussions, right. concussions is the big thing, but plain and simple, man, uh, these guys know football is violent. They know what time it is when they sign up, they get paid millions and millions to play the game, you know, they know what they know what they're getting when they when they when they sign up. So I think that rule is they're gonna have to have some type of leniency with the rule. Um, I think targeting was a good rule. Um, that one was hard to officiate, but I think that's where it should have stopped. That what they're trying to do now it's almost impossible. But if they keep it that way, unfortunately, you're gonna see a lot like what's happened in the last few preseason games where guys are gonna start going low. When they start going low, you're going to start hitting knees. Guys going to start blowing out ACLs, right. MCLs. You're going to start having broken shins, it, broken legs. It's just, you know, one of the big things in the NFL was like, don't go low. You no, know, not if you don't have to, but not everybody going to be going low towards the knees because that's just what it is. It's, yeah. it's just nowhere around getting using your helmet to get to get hit. It's just it's, it's going to happen. Now, purposely trying to hurt somebody you could tell the ones who do it um but what they're trying to do not i'm not in, i'm not in agreement with it and I, I heard words that they went back to the table and they're trying to fix it before week one starts hopefully because that was a bad hit that marquise uh lee took and what's crazy is you know if you get hit in the head from a con- you know you get a concussion you go through concussion protocol you can get back you can still play within the same season but with this new rule in place like they're having season-ending injuries, like everything right. you just named, ACL, all of that. That's season-ending ending injuries. And one so, one thing a lot of, one thing a lot of people don't realize. Yes, you do. They do have a lot of concussions from the initial helmet to helmet contact. I I've looked at a lot of videos, a lot of plays about this, the concussions and this and that. A lot of the time, concussion. Most of the concussions, they happen once the player hit the ground. And their head yeah. hitting the back of the ground, the back of their head hitting the ground. You could get hit squared in your chest with somebody's shoulder pads, and you go to the ground, and you hit the, your helmet on the ground. You're gonna get a concussion. So I think they're fighting a losing battle. Like in college, one of the rules that we have this year, which we use NCAA rules, is on kickoffs. If you kick off and you call a fair catch on the two yard line. They gonna call, treat it as a touchback, and bring it back to the twenty-five yard line. That's I heard that's something whack. about that on ESPN. That's, I didn't understand that. You have some good kickers who they'll they'll 
you know, they strategically kick the ball high and place it in different places to give their return their, um, team time to get back there to to make back. Well, now everybody could just call a fair catch and who don't, what coach don't, wouldn't mind starting the ball on the 25 yard line. Right. So, you know, it's funny. When I, I, I be playing uh, Madden, when I be playing Madden, I'll, uh, cause I don't like fair catches. I'm coming out. I don't care if you kick it to the end of the end zone. I'm coming out. And then if I doesn't make, if I don't make it to the 25, they'd be like, well, he could have just did that. Uh, he got the same amount of yards. Well, he could have just fair caught the ball. And I'd be want to pull my damn game out the wall. But yeah, so exactly. So why would you, you know, not want to get that easy 25 from the, um, you know, when you could just fair catch the ball? So, well, because a lot, a lot of, a lot of, especially in high school, in college, a lot of kickers will they'll kick the ball high, knowing it but landed inside the twenty five to give the coverage team time to get down there. Well now if they do that, they can still call a fair catch. So now you're gonna see more kickers just either squib kicking it or just kicking that thing through the end zone. So it is what it is. Gotcha. We don't we make them, it. we just enforce them. Right <laughs> Right and, and I seen and I got a chance to uh, see how big that book is. It almost put a hole in my table, man. I was I was about ready to charge you a couple hundred dollars for a new table when he brought that referee's book over here. So talking about that referee book, and we get ready to wrap things up, what do, you know, are there any calls that you don't, that you not a fan of besides the one in the NFL? Um, No, man. I'm a, like they have, you have players, and they say, I'm a student of the game. I'm a, I'm a student of the, the referee game. You know, I, I read my rule book all the time. and um, There's something in here. I try to f- familiarize myself with everything because sometimes you're going to see things. You read the book, and you be like, oh, that will never happen. And it and it happens. Right. I was in a playoff game one time. It was it was windy. And I, I think if I wouldn't have been in my play in the rule book and, and trying to really learn it, we I, we would I would have got we would have got this wrong where and I'm gonna tell you to play and, and it may sound crazy but it's just with it it's it's a rule so windy day playoff game team went to they punt the ball late in the fourth quarter they punt the ball they were down five points the ball crossed the line of scrimmage in the air and the wind brought the ball back behind the line of scrimmage what where it landed. Hell? Where the ball back on the side by the punter. The coaches on the receiving team is screaming at his team to get away from the ball, you know, not wanting the ball to hit them so the ball can become live like if it's downfield in his eyes. Well, the rule mm-hmm. states if a punt, if a kick crossed the line of scrimmage but land back on the other side of the line of scrimmage, then the kicking team can pick the ball up and run with it. Run, right. And that coach wasn't familiar with the rule. The only person who knew that rule, apparently besides the officials, was the punter. The punter punter picked the ball up and hauled ass down the field and scored a touchdown. Nobody ran after him. Coaches on one sideline going – the coaches on the other sideline going crazy. The coaches on the punter sideline just standing there because they don't know what's going on. When we signaled touchdown, it was chaos. But oh. that was the rule. And I'm going to tell you who the punter was on the team, and it was Leonard Fournette. Get out of here. 
<laughs> he, knew, he was the only player he knew that too. and probably coach that knew the rule. The only reason we knew it is coincidentally in our meeting that week, one of the officials said, I've been an official for 30 years, and I'm going to go over this rule because it's supposed to be high winds. He said, I've been an official for 30 years. I've never seen this play ever happen, but we're going to go over it anyway, and it actually happened. So it's little crazy rules in a book like that that if, you know, even if you scan over one or two times, if you see it happen, it'll stick out and you'll be able to get it right on the field. Wow. Well, hey, we just got a caller and, uh, you know, shout out to the caller as we wrap things up. But stay tuned for our new show after further review. And this is exactly what's going to be do- throughout the show. Lewis is going to be giving a recap of these crazy NFL calls and, you know, just his perspective, just so us fans like myself can get a better understanding from a referee's perspective. So, man, make sure you post that uh, – that you still got that rule book? Make sure you post that in our Facebook group, Sports Talk with Friends. Cool. So, just something y'all can look forward to throughout the season. So, if you're looking at a game on a Sunday, on a Saturday, at a high school game on a Friday or anything, um, shoot me a message on Facebook. You can tag me in the group. Shoot me a personal message. You know, I'll write it down. And um, on the show, I'll explain the rule to you. Um, I'll give my, per, you know, my view on what happened. And that's what it's about after further review. You know, I'll look into it for you and give you my insight on the rule. Um, you may not like what I want here, but I'm going <laughs> to keep it real with you. If I, if I think the officials wrong, I'm going to tell you they're wrong. Um, some other things I'm going to try to do, man, uh, sometimes I'm going to be live. I'm going to try to go live on Friday nights when I first get into the stadiums. Um, you know, I think it's crazy how big some of these high school stadiums is out here in Texas. So something I'm going to try to go live. I'm going to try to go live in some of our referee meetings, just depending on what's going on and the caliber of the game. So I'm going to try to bring y'all into the field, try to bring y'all into the referee worlds, see how we rock on Friday nights, getting ready for the game and all that it takes to, to be prepared. So that's what wow. it is. Man. Hey, you, wait, you got me wanting to follow you on Twitter, on Snapchat, or everywhere. But, you know, let the callers know and let the listeners know where they can find you at. Besides so, in our um, Facebook group. Man, I'm, I'm just on Facebook right now. So I have the Instagram accounts and things like that. But especially in the fall, man, I, I'm so busy with the videos and work. I'm bringing my son to football practice. Being a husband, <laughs> being a dad, it's just impossible for me to keep up. So easiest thing for me is Facebook right now. So, you know, as things pop off, you know, I'll throw a Twitter, Instagram, and just be more accessible that way. So but right now, it's just a Facebook, Lewis Brown. I'm in a group. I'm always talking mess, getting ready to show <laughs> these big leaguers how it's done, finally stepping up in this big league again in the fantasy. Okay. So well, I'm hey, not, I'm not hiding, so y'all hit me up. <laughs> Hey, I'm glad we got you locked down in our group. But, hey, that's uh, Sports Talk with Friends, Facebook group. You know, check. We got the page saying Sports Talk with Friends. Join the group if you ain't a part of the group. And if you're a part of the group, add to it. But, hey, shout out and big ups to you for, you know, taking the time out of your busy day, you know, to come out, hang out with me, and actually start this show. Because, man, I'm looking forward. We got big things popping. We actually got a referee who know the book and not afraid to make the right call. That's the show after further review. But, hey, if you ain't, you know, if you didn't know, you know now. Make sure you listen in every Friday at 7 to the Sports Chatter Show with your, uh, your dude, Uncle Leroy Jr. and little Jimmy. But before we uh, bounce out to this short day, any shots out you want to give, Lewis? You know, anything close this show out for? 
Oh, man, I'm just excited about this uh, new adventure. You know, I always wanted people to see this side of the game. You know, we always get scrutinized, and we don't know what we're doing. We don't know this. So I just want to be able to show people what it takes to be an official, if you may be thinking about doing it. Just show you all the work we have to do to put in and the rules and knowing this and that. So once you get that, man, it's fun. Um, I enjoy doing it, and, you know, I just want y'all to see it from ours, our point of view. So call in, man. Don't be scared to call in. Don't be shy about it. Call in and give your opinion like you're giving it to the TV when you're getting mad so I can shoot you. You know, I'm going to pitch you the rule, and I'm going to make you see that, you know, whether you're right, you may be right, but if you're wrong, just be open. No, we on here learning together. So that is. Nice. Hey, that's good. That's your dude. That's my dude. Lewis, big leaguer, hold on, that's big leaguer and referee, Lewis, signing off with Uncle Leroy, Junior.